everybody, and welcome to episode six of our Discipleship Podcast. My name is Nikki Brown, and I'm here with Christy and Jason Beer to talk a little bit about living generously, which is one of our core values at Good News. Hey, guys. Hey, happy to be here. Happy to be here. Uh, and just a heads up, this is going to be our last podcast coming out this year of 2020, so just so you know. <laughs> um, well, you guys, the Beers have been members of Good News how long now? It's almost been 10 years. I can hardly believe it, but yeah. yeah it's awesome. And um, they have a heart for missions and serve with an organization in Nicaragua called 12 Churches. And they also are the owners of the yummiest pizza place in town, Pizza by the Sea. And their spaghetti is also really good. Just had it the other week. Thanks. <laughs> um, so here at Good News, we are all about building our lives on the reality of Jesus Christ. And we want to know and become like our amazing Savior and loving Father. And when we look at his life, we see that God is the most generous generous being ever, 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 always, always, always. So we know that following Jesus means living generously. And I think sometimes when we think of generosity and we think of the church, our minds just go straight to money, straight to that resource. And so when we look at Jesus's life and we look at the modest way that he lived and then also the way that he was extremely generous in other ways, we have to wonder if living generously for us today in the church is more than just about money. So that might be good or bad news for you, but what do you think, Christy? Yeah, so really how I think the Bible portrays generosity is um, acknowledging first that our generosity comes from the fact that God has been so graceful and generous towards us. So it's an overflowing of his generosity that we are um, we get to do. So maybe, you know, generosity is really more about the time that you give to people, the skills that you have to share. Obviously, money is an important part of it, but it really is an honor to share your time and skills with um, your church, with your community. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, and I think you just need to pray to discern what God's wanting you to do because obviously when you're on his path with him, regardless of whether it's giving money, time, your talent, uh, you're going to be a lot more successful. And all of those things come from him anyway. Mm -hmm. So when you're with him, you're using it in the way that he, he wanted it used. So it'll be very successful. Yeah. I love that. Cause if you think about God being the supplier, like he's the one with the abundance and if you seek him, you know, he's, your supply is not going to run die. You just get to be that channel, um, for him. So that's great. Um, so if, if we were to take a look at this from just a person that's not walking with Jesus, maybe doesn't believe, um, we know that people can be generous in, in general. Like, so how is it different, the, the generosity in the kingdom of God, generosity for a believer? What is different about that? Well, I was looking at um, 2 Corinthians 8 9. I just encourage you guys who are listening just to read through those chapters. And in that, Paul was writing um, to the church in Corinth asking them to help a struggling church in Jerusalem. So when you read through that, you really can see, okay, number one, that, you know, God is calling us to give, and it's because of, you know, his generosity to us that we're able to give. And number two, that our giving shouldn't be hindered during difficult times. Mm -hmm. You know, they were really struggling. The Corinthians were going through a hard time as well, but 
you know, Paul was encouraging them to give out of the overflow of God's love. Um, so that's another thing that like really hit me that, you know, believers are called to giving that's even beyond what a non-believer is and to give joyfully even mm-hmm. during times of struggle. I think we can all relate to that given the year that we've had in 2020 that sometimes it's been hard to give joyfully, but it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we can do that. Um, and that joy comes from God. And it's also giving in a sacrificial way. Like I think sometimes it's just easy to say, oh, that's easy. You know, I have this extra time or this extra chunk of money that I can give. But if it's something sacrificial that you have to give up something or you lose something mm-hmm. in order to give, um, I think all that kind of goes back to that Second Corinthians. And that really models for us as Christians and believers what our giving should look like. Yeah. Do you have anything to add to that, Jason? Only the the intent of of the giving. What is your purpose in doing that? Is it to further the kingdom? Mm-hmm. And I think that separates secular giving from uh, a giving out of Christendom is that if our intent is to further the kingdom, to, uh, to grow it, to make disciples, obviously that, that's going to be pleasing to God, and I think he'll bless those efforts. Yeah, I think too, like when y'all talk about that, looking at the heart behind it and giving sacrificially, giving beyond, I know, you know, the story of the widow's might, um, too, that she gave, um, you know, she had very little to give and someone gave a larger sum than she had technically, but she gave out of, you know, out of very little that she had. Yeah, the nothing that she had. And so um, that, that looks different to the world. The world sees that and sees taste the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. They, they see something, oh my gosh, there's something out there. And, it, and I think it moves their hearts towards Jesus too. Yeah. Do you care if I, I just thought of one other thing, Nikki? Um, I think even Christians can get into like a legalistic type of giving, whether it's um, with their money, like, oh, mm-hmm. this is Giving Tuesday. So I have to check, 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 you know, give to these places. But it or even with their time or the volunteering, like this is something I'm supposed to do, so I'm going to do it. And like Jason said, I think it's the heart of it, of prayerfully considering it and moving forward in a way that is using our time, talents, and gifts to further the kingdom of God. It's just much more much more than just something that we ought to do or should do. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's and, great. and I don't think that's a static thing either. Mm-hmm. I think at different periods of your life, God expects more or less mm-hmm. depending on factors outside your mm-hmm. control. Um, much like the Corinthians, uh, they were going through a tough time, but God still expected them to go above and beyond. So it's not always during a time of plenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah, and I think, too, even as y'all are talking, it just pushes back into the relational aspect of everything we do with God. It's not a set of rules and regulations to follow as much as it is a relationship that you have with this generous being that's going to lead you, supply you, and and empower you to do things beyond your means um, and and in, in the season and the way that he's leading you to do that. Um, So, you know, the local church is often the vehicle that God uses for his believers to shape and impact their community. So what are some ways that people discover living generously through their church? Well, I think that there's a lot of ways that good news allows this um, to happen, just as providing opportunities. I think, like Jason said, it's a really personal experience 
um, for people to, you know, go through, you know, scripture and prayer and try to figure out with God what their gifts are, what their talents are. But I think you can live generously within side of the church of good news. You know, there's so many opportunities to um, give your time and talents, whether you're awesome at singing and, you know, you, you're on the stage and sharing that gift that God gave you, or you're awesome with kids and you're working in kids ministry. And then obviously a part of that too is working outside of the church, which is in missions where you're, you know, say you're really good at, you know, construction and you sign up to do wheelchair ramps. So I think looking at the different opportunities and even if you don't see something that we offer, um, bringing it to the church and say, hey, look, we can do this in our community. I have a gift for this, and let's see how we can help our community in this way. Yeah. And I think it's also a good opportunity to perhaps invite a seeker or maybe mm -hmm. someone that isn't uh, a Christian but may be inquiring or trying to figure out uh, that God is calling them because he calls all of us, whether we listen or not, mm -hmm. is up to us. But a good way to invite someone into a, a situation that may not be quote-unquote church, but we're serving mm -hmm. God and our community, and it might uh, change their heart. For yeah, sure. That's such a good yeah. point. In Nicaragua, one time we were serving with uh, a doctor who was not a Christian, and she came on the mission trip uh, with us on the medical team, and it was amazing to see some of the questions that she was asking yeah. because she just saw the, the way that the team worked and then also how our Nicaraguan partners, um, how we came together as the body of Christ. So it is a wonderful, um, really, picture of how God intends it to work. Oh, I love that. Well, so was there ever a switch for you guys or like an experience that opened your eyes or shifted kind of the way that you see generosity and living it in a more fuller way for Christ? I think I'll let Jason talk about this one because he he really has a good grasp of how we as a couple walked through that. Yeah, I mean, we were in graduate school and Christy was a uh, teacher's aide and I don't remember exact salary but it was probably about eight thousand dollars a year yeah it wasn't too much <laughs> and uh, and I didn't have a job obviously because I was going to school but uh, you know we prayed and decided to tithe and that was kind of the snowflake that started our avalanche of trust <laughs> and faith and God continued to reveal more and more opportunities for us to not only give financially, but uh, we also learned about giving our time and uh, our talents because they're really all his to begin with. But, I mean, that's a giant leap of understanding to know that, hey, I'm good at playing baseball, but that's not really because I'm good at it. It's because God let me be good at mm -hmm. it. Now I can go play baseball with these kids that mm -hmm. don't have uh, any parents. So, and... You know, over the over the years, uh, he continued to open doors for us to get involved, whether it was an upward sports league or uh, help out with missions or lead teams to Central America. Uh, just a lot of opportunities, and all we had to do was say yes. Yeah, and I think that um, through all of those things, like Jason said, it was once we took a step in obedience that God revealed what the next thing was, it wasn't kind of the whole picture was revealed at once. It was one step at a time that it was revealed. And then 
one thing that also probably just over the last few years since we've been doing missions in Nicaragua, something that just became apparent to me is that we as Christians are called to live our life with our hands open, um, with our gifts and our money and all of our possessions and time open to him and not mm-hmm. grasping so tightly onto those things, whether we want to save them up or we want think we should use them over here or there. But when he calls us to use them, that we are clearly able to hand those over because our hands aren't clenched tight onto them. Yeah, I know that's such a good attitude. I, I think I think that that imagery of just that posturing with the open hands and everything in it is is up up for grabs, God. It's all yours. Take it, leave it. You know, mm-hmm. here it is. Um, we you know right from the beginning. You know, when God created us, when he when he um, spoke to promises to Abraham, he he said, "I'm blessing you that you may be a blessing to others." Um, and our gifts are not meant to end with us, but we're to be conduits for God's generosity and his favor. And so when we live with streams of abundance throwing through us, we see the power of God to use us as generous givers with him to a world that is desperate for blessing and the love of the Lord. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about the relational dynamic of our faith and that this thing is a journey with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And so God communicates to us. He speaks to us. Christy, what might that look like? like for some of us that the communication as we seek the Lord to pray about how to take those next steps to be generous. Do you guys have a story about that? Um, I think really it's kind of a combination of things. I think for me personally, um, it comes through people that he's placed in my life. I may be, you know, praying about a certain situation or a way I can get involved in it. And I'm not sure which way to go. You know, I'm like everyone else and wish that God would send me an email and say, yeah, this is what you're supposed to do. Um, but I think that, you know, the way that God has put special people in our lives that have shown us um, what our gifts are and what our next steps are, um, especially the people that we've worked with in 12 churches, um, that was very providential relationship mm-hmm. that God um, put in front of us. And I'll let Jason share a little bit more about how that all played out. Yeah, and I think just as a preface, uh, listening to God's nudges or paying attention for them and then taking the risk of acting on them, for example, with respect to foreign mission, I felt a nudge um, probably uh, you know, three years, two and a half years before I got involved kind of ignored it. Then I started seeking uh, different organizations uh, that uh, I could help with small businesses or microfinance. And the door kept getting shut in my face. And then Christy and I were like, well, maybe we're just supposed to dig ditches somewhere and your discernment is wrong. And so we went to a UMCOR meeting and got a, after doing the training, got a list of all of the missions of Methodism worldwide, and uh, lo and behold, there's a church in Tallahassee called Killarn that operates a ministry in Nicaragua called 12 Churches, and uh, one of the missions that they have besides uh, pastoral training and and youth groups and other uh, feeding centers and things is a microfinance program, and you know, I looked at Christy and I said, I never in a million years would have imagined I'd end up in Nicaragua. And she said, well, you should call the director. So I called her and 
after we'd talked for a, a brief amount of time, I said, yeah, I felt this call in my life for about two and a half years. And she said, wow, that's kind of crazy because we've been looking for a new director of the microfinance for about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's it's... I don't know why it took two and a half years to find a <laughs> ministry that's just two hours east of here, but that's uh, God's perfect timing, and we've been heavily involved for seven years, eight years. So. Oh, I love it, and I love that we at Good News get to be a part of um, you guys' ministry to them, and it's just been awesome. So thanks for bringing that here and that opportunity to our church with your faithfulness. Um, Well, guys, you listening today, we want you to know that you were created on purpose for a purpose and that God has a position for you on his team. There are no sidelines in the kingdom of heaven. He wants you to be doing the things that he's doing. Um, So we'd love to help you discover whatever that is and share opportunities that we have for living generously. If you're interested, you can email me at Nikki at goodnewsumc.net. Well, Christy and Jason, thank you guys so much for joining with us today. And um, Christy, would you mind just closing us in prayer? Absolutely, I would love to. Dear Lord, we thank you that you see us and you invite us to partner with you here um, on earth in your mission, Lord. Um, Help us to just evaluate with you Mm -hmm. as our partner um, where you want us, where you want us to serve, how you want us to serve, Lord. Um, It's all in your timing and it's all of, you know, it's all up to you, God. So we just ask um, a blessing upon uh, good news mm-hmm. and our community here and our congregants. And may you come into their lives and help them discern um, what their gifts are because there's mm-hmm. so many, so mm-hmm. many gifts. So it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. You guys have a great rest of your Christmas season and a happy new year. Mm-hmm.